Hello out there. Who are you? I'm Dr. Vink. No, Vink with a ver, 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 ver. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> you think it's funny? Well, settle in, because I've taken control of your TV now, and I'm going to use it to show you your greatest fear, the thing you'd better watch out for. And there's no escape. As of this moment, I am your video fortune teller. When the fortunes start rolling, hit pause on your remote or VCR, and I'll tell you what it is you should be afraid of. I know what scares you. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. And I'm Andrew. I'm Alex. <laughs> and today, episode 19, uh, we're going to be talking about Dr. Vink versus Sardo. Yeah. Uh, from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. For those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get into it, Alex is a first time guest. Yeah. adding him to the roster of let's see kevin jim chris uh brett Brett, melissa and so yeah did you say alan well are we calling (laughs) are we counting callers oh okay well i don't know i'm thinking in studio in studio (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh yeah thanks for being here with us well thanks for having me I'm particularly excited about this episode. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun one to kind of go over and remind myself about these things. Yeah. It's our fourth versus. So we d- we've done Guts and Legends, uh, Laughing in the Dark versus Crimson Clown, mm-hmm. Rocco versus Ren and Stimpy, and this one. And I would say in the preparation, this has been my favorite. Really? Oh, yeah. Just just <laughs> taking a look back at all those gems. You So you rewatched the episodes? I rewatched all but two. So, I mean, between them, there's like eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we'll talk about it in a little bit. We're not counting a couple. Yeah, I, I will address them, but uh, <laughs> I did kind of skip over the Tucker years yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As one should do. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll get into the technicalities in a second. Before we do, we always like to share your thoughts, and I mentioned last week Celeste emailed us with a whole bunch of uh, things she wanted to chime in on, starting from the beginning of the show. So uh, this is uh, Celeste's thoughts on best theme songs. Uh, so at number five, she had Doug. She says it's easy to sing along with, simple, um, but maybe too simple, which is why it's not higher on the list. <laughs> At number four, she said, Little Bill. She says, love the jazzy piano in the background. Uh, it's a simple layout. Um, and that was Bill Cosby's show on Nick Jr., yeah. right? Yeah. I don't remember that one. <laughs> it was. It kind of had that like cardboardy look or something to it, but I don't uh, remember the theme song at all. Yeah. Alex? 
I recall the show, but I don't remember anything about it other than yeah. maybe the character. Yeah, we've been wanting to do Nick Jr. Yeah, and I feel like you're very ready. Yeah, and I have some major hesitancies <laughs> uh, just because I I don't remember. But I don't remember. We'll we'll do it eventually. We'll do it. Uh, number three, I'm a big fan of uh, Nick Arcade. Um, she says it doesn't sound like the type of music you'd hear in a video game back then, but I do like the guitars and the music is upbeat and exciting, getting you in the mood of let's play some video games. Uh, I really like that one. Oftentimes, uh, what's the host name? Uh, Omar. Omar. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes, uh, he would do the. You know, they would come into the show and he'd be doing the he'd mouthing be, yeah, the like song. Yeah, yeah. I just always envision Mikey moving across the board, hitting <laughs> dynamite. Uh, number two, she had Cousin Skeeter. Uh, she says, always loved this, uh, loved 702 singing the song, and it's one that would get me dancing and excited to watch the show. <laughs> uh, I don't think it made ours, but it definitely made Chris's. <laughs> um, and the number one, Rugrats. She says, while it's instrumental, it's perfect for Rugrats. Even the instruments used... Uh, seem to, you know, she says it sounds like something a small toddler might try to yeah. pick out on a piano or something. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, close calls, I'll just rattle them off here. She said, while Thornberry's in uh, Secret World of Alex Mack. So again, we're in disagreement mm. here, Celeste. Wow. Characters should not speak over the theme songs, <laughs> but she says she likes that. Yeah. Um, and then she said her Fergusons, she's got five Fergusons, Catdog, mm. Dora the Explorer, uh, all that, Blue's Clues, <laughs> yeah, it's all this. Yeah, it's kind of popular. Blues Clues and SpongeBob SquarePants. Huh. Oh, I like the SpongeBob one quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Celeste doesn't, and she has the final word here. Um, Alex, any favorite theme songs? Ones that like just deep down in your heart? <laughs> I'm generally partial to Doug. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd have to really, I think, sit down and scrutinize what. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm hearing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, thank you, Celeste. Uh, but it's time to get down to business. Doctor Vink versus Sardo. Uh, so, do we want to go over like some of the things we are like kind of leaving out based on? Well, what? It... <laughs> I'm not sure I have anything. But uh, well, meaning you... like like we're not counting the Tucker years. Oh, yeah. Uh, which would cut out three Sardo episodes. Two, I believe. Oh, two. Yeah. And then we're also not counting Laughing in the Dark, which Aaron Taggart oh, who plays yeah. Vink. He's in that, but it's pretty clear he's not Dr. Yeah. Vink in that episode. Yeah. Pre-Vink. Yeah. So a couple of people have mentioned Laughing in the Dark online oh, um, as something they liked, but I just... That's I funny. I never even, like, until we started talking about it, I'm not sure I ever con connected the dots. They, they were the same actor. Oh, really? Yeah. You know why I think that might be? Because in Laughing in the Dark, he's totally shaved. Yeah. He's wearing a hat. Um, so, yeah, I can see that. Um, although I do think that's a particularly strong performance. It is, but... <laughs> but I know I can't include it. I know I can't include it. Um, do you want to go down what we're going to be with the categories? Yeah. Uh, we decided to talk about humor, the scariness, the strength of the episodes that the characters appear in, uh, their wardrobe their performance of the actors, and the catchphrases. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Gonna put it to the test. Gonna put it to the test. Who's right and who's wrong? Gonna try it out. 
I mean, we could have. We, I think we could have saved this one for October. Yeah. But we already got a bustling October yeah, schedule yeah. lined up for you guys. So <laughs> yeah. if you like, if you like creepy stuff, oh man, October is gonna be off. And we did want to work this in because I think this was a this is a big topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, once once we said Vink for Sardot, it was like immediately. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, what do you What do you want to start with? Uh, well, on my okay. list here, I have humor. Okay, so did I. Oh, incidentally, perfect. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll start off. Um, so, I mean, Sardo is kind of like made to be a funny character. I think. You yeah, know, that was kind of his purpose, um, and it comes through like mostly in his bumbling, um, over-the-top performance, kind of. Um, and he's kind of just like the fool, which I think is. And I think he plays it well, mm -hmm. so I think that's uh, really great. Um, and I also thought it was really funny how he's always kind of trying to take advantage of the kids when he first interacts with them, like yeah. trying to make them pay more that for the yeah. objects and stuff. So yeah. I, I always found that pretty funny. Um, and one thing that comes up like throughout the episodes uh, a few times is him mentioning the fake vomit. That he offers at the store. Yeah. Like it must be the yeah. most uh, yeah. popular <laughs> item that he has, and it's like sold he out. He knows he can bank on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. well, if you don't want that, the vomit's <laughs> over here. Yeah. Uh, have you seen our vomit? <laughs> um, and I think the jokes around those um, are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so that's. I think he's easily the funnier character. I mean, I don't. I don't okay. Know if there's much question about it. <laughs> I'll be. So, I'll I be think there's some to question. Hear what you have to say, but. <laughs> All right. So the way I viewed it, okay, the way I viewed it, because I do, I, I agree. If, if you were just to look at it simply, it seems like Sardo's character is written to be wackier. <laughs> but let's not, let's not cut Doctor. Let's, you know, Doctor. Let's give him some credit. Okay. So I think Doctor Vink has a dark sense of humor. Um, I think often, I think often it's kind of jolting because the kids aren't laughing with him but he's always thinks he's very funny uh so whenever he says something uh so i think he has a dark sense of humor uh and also uh usually it's at the expense of others so like his jokes are um while i think sardo's jokes are kind of like he's conning the kids uh vink is it's a little more like evil and I, this is why it's good i think this is why it's good I think that uh, his humor works better in the like spectrum of the show that Are You Afraid of the Dark is supposed to be a darker, scarier show. Hmm. And so I think when Sardo's in it, it becomes too wacky. Hmm. Uh, okay. And I think Vink walks that line beautifully of like <laughs> scary <laughs> and also like kind of unhinged and funny. You know, yeah. kind of like in the same way that like I'm sure like a psychopath thinks they're humorous. I, <laughs> I was going to say something very right around the, along those lines um, that a lot of times he comes across as just like maybe he's just a crazy person yeah yeah you know? so I think that's <laughs> yeah which is we'll talk about in a second but the nut kids always are calling him a yeah, nutbag yeah, yeah. yeah um so I think it depends how you see it um is there yeah, anything else get, you wanted to say I guess about? Sardo I, I guess I just saw Sardo as like the uh, comic relief when he appears in the episodes like almost like it's getting a little too heavy for Are You Afraid of the Dark, yeah. and uh, they need something to cut it up a little bit. I would just say the downside is that maybe his his humor drags the show in a more of a kiddie direction rather than kind of why you're watching Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, you know, 
I can see why you would say that in general, but I don't think that that's actually true with his humor. I think he actually, like, it's not as, um, like, condescending as you might think it would be or as, as you would expect a character like that on mm-hmm. a kid's show to be yeah. and how most of them are, I'd say. I think he was a little bit more um, developed than that. Yeah, I don't think he's condescending at all. In fact, I would argue Vink is probably more condescending because he thinks all the characters are probably b- below him. Oh, I mean, like, um, I yeah, I meant uh, he's not being condescending to the viewer, the kid viewer. I gotcha, I gotcha. Like, he's not bringing it down to their level too closely. I mean, he's still an adult. Let me ask you an important question. <laughs> Does Sardo make you laugh? You know what? There was a couple moments when I was going over clips today uh, that I actually chuckled out loud at. Such as? Uh, a couple of the vomit ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I can't remember the exact jokes. Like, we're, just hit one of them, I think it was just him yelling out the door, like, we're all out of vomit. Like, that was his first, like, go-to <laughs> instinct. Yeah. Um, and also, one of the times when he convinces, when he... Uh, introduces himself i mean um he does it with like an extra flair that i kind of made me laugh okay okay so he's legitimately funny i think okay yeah i mean i 100 percent agree that he's written as the character that's supposed to be funnier you know i would almost if if it was today that they made this i bet he would be more like a uh almost like a iCarly character or something like way Ooh. over the top <laughs> and just like ridiculous Beyond being funny, yeah, but, but that at doesn't the make time, me... uh-huh. no, I'm saying that's what he would be if he were a character now. Yeah. Um. But the reality of it is that he actually held himself back a little. You know, it wasn't quite that wacky of a performance. It was just wacky enough to make me laugh, but not like to yeah. break the story. I think he had to have some there. Ha- because usually the problem starts with him. Like in whatever episodes yeah. he's he's in, he's. <laughs> He's like kind of inept, and he Which sells so funny. he sells yeah. them something stupid that he doesn't think works, and then he has to help fix the problem. And so there has to be he can't totally be just hilarious the whole time because he's got to help fix the problem. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll address some of that um, as we go along, but okay. uh, I think he was legitimately funny. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so kind of where I stand on it is just simply Vink. I think fits. Are you afraid of the dark? In his episodes, I think his humor is more of a fit to the show, where when I'm watching Sardo, it feels like the Sardo show. And, okay. uh, right. not why, not why I watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I respect your opinion. <laughs> and I respect yours. <laughs> Alex, any, any, any thoughts? Or you? Um, well, I mean, definitely, I think between Sardo's ridiculous hair and, uh, <laughs> And I always, it always got a <laughs> chuckle out of me when it's like, you know, he's up against something or someone that's like more powerful than him, and he's yeah. just still laying it on thick with, <laughs> with the name thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just won't let it go. Um, but, and he is very, he's very quick to throw other characters under the bus. Like oh, yeah. if he's under pressure, yeah, it's immediately take the kids, <laughs> like, pull the kid in front of him. <laughs> Um, I 
also en- always enjoyed is like <clears throat> usually as like someone's leaving the scene is like usual like one-liner and then maniacal laugh afterwards <laughs> just always gets me oh vink vink vink's got a great laugh yeah, very good laugh um yeah he he always seems to know something that like the other characters don't which yeah. is unsettling um but okay yeah it, that is kind of funny that uh, just as it hit me uh that both characters do kind of drive the stories that they're in but from in different ways yeah like sardo does it almost accidentally and vic vink does it like he like f- keeping it secret from everybody else oh yeah um it seemed yeah vink vink drives it in the sense that he is vink is the problem almost himself like he's the problem but he knows he's the bad guy and he likes it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where sardo creates the problem uh and then has to fix it yeah Yeah. okay i feel good good. on humor yeah hey time's over um why don't we go to wardrobe okay oh yeah yeah um so (laughs) sardo has a pretty memorable wardrobe i think um it mostly consists of a vest these like super colorful just like ultra busy shirts uh and one earring and big baggy pants um and sometimes he's seen with a headscarf and it occurred to me just like like, almost like a gypsy type thing yeah yeah it occurred to me uh while i was going through this and watching him that maybe he was meant to be a genie from like not directly yeah. not telling you mm-hmm. but like he he dresses like a genie and he comes up he has all this magical stuff that's yeah. answering people's like problems people, like the kids come to him when they have a problem and yeah. he gives them the solution so consider that it's an interesting <laughs> theory i don't know he it would seem like he would be more in control of himself if he was a genie like he'd be more aware of the things in his shop that's what makes it so good is that most genies are but in this case he's a genie that doesn't may not even really know that he's a genie you know (laughs) well maybe he's been around for a few hundred years forgot about some stuff (laughs) (laughs) he forgot how it actually works and it's just like all over the place yeah so i think his wardrobe adds like a whole other dimension to the character okay i i don't have yeah, I wouldn't argue that. I, I, I would I, I would say, um, you know, jerry curls aren't for everyone. <laughs> His hair uh, is I'm, great. I mean, I guess he makes it work. Uh, they have some they have some things in common as far as like kind oh of, yeah kind of like they both have longer hair with a big balding spot. But they're two different styles. Yeah, like two different crazy styles. He's definitely the gypsy magician yeah. type thing. Like maybe magician who didn't work out. And then um, Vink is more the, like, mad scientist, yeah. uh, you know, never comes out of the home type guy. Um, but, so, yeah, I would describe Vink's wardrobe. Uh, it fluctuates because uh, of the episodes. Um, but pretty much you can count that he's wearing, like, a big, big puff, well, kind of like a big blousey button-down. Sometimes he's wearing, like, a big overcoat. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it just kind of changes depending on the episode, but he's always kind of got a mad scientist feel. Um, he's got the big beard. Love the beard. Um, yeah, but he's he's tougher to pin down because I think like his role changes depending on the episode. 
was a chef in one episode. A least. chef in one yeah. episode, yes. That was a completely different one. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I just think Sardo's is a little more distinctive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do like Vink's outfits, and I think they go with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it's just a little more simple. I think it's a tough one, because I do think both are... Whoever the costume designer was on yeah. Harry for the Dark did a good job costuming. Yeah, I did, I did specifically look, so uh, not that I'm defending Sardo, but mm. here's what he's got. A vest, a silky, fluffy shirt, usually of the pink or purple variety, three rings on his fingers, an hmm. earring, uh, which I feel like maybe cutting edge in the 90s, a watch, a necklace, and the jerry curl. Hmm. Yeah. So he had a lot going on. He really has that ge- like. If you were describing what a genie would wear, yeah. he's wearing it. Man, I mean, not you're not... really going for this genie <laughs> thing. I don't think this theory is going to catch. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Alex? Uh, I mean, I kind of like the thought of that it's a genie, but I feel like there's been no real leaning towards like that being an actual. Yeah, it would bum me out yeah, if there was a genie that bad at being a genie. Oh my gosh, that's what makes it so interesting to me. So I'm like, this genie, that's a character that like we've never seen a genie like before. You know, a yeah. genie that's un- unaware, kind of. Another problem with it, I was going to bring <laughs> yeah. this up later, oh, okay. but uh, so the guy who plays um, Sardo, his yeah. name is Richard Dumont, and I listened to an interview with him and he's, he I did it he, too. Uh, Probably he, that same one. Okay. Yeah, he talks about how he wasn't even supposed to really be in the show past the first episode. Yeah. Because in Super Specs, at the end of it, he's I know. How, sucked into I, and, a crystal ball. And I thought of that. Uh-huh. However, consider this. What if that was... What if they are in order, mm-hmm. the episodes, and that he's back outside of that realm uh-huh. in the next episode? Like, he left the kids there. <laughs> because he's a genie? He, yeah. And that's just his land. So he is like magic, <laughs> magic powers. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, there's a lot against this, but I, I, I like the idea of it. Okay. I will say I think that Sardo's wardrobe was a little bit more, like in your face. Like, yeah. Like Vink is almost more like facial expressions or what really yeah. like yeah. set him apart. Yeah. Yeah. When I think, yeah, that's a good point. I think when I think of. Uh... Sardo, I think of the getup almost. Yeah. When I think of Vink, I think of just how insane he looks, like the big beard, the crazy white hair. He's getting really close to your face when he's talking. And they, I think they shoot Vink really much closer yeah. than they shoot Sardo, who's always kind of yeah. behind the counter. Or mm. um, so that, interesting. That was another thing. Was I was hoping that uh, they never showed Sardo from like the um, waist down, uh-huh. as if he was like one of those uh, fortune telling machines. No, they definitely do. Yeah, yeah they definitely do. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Only a couple times, though. I mean, very rarely. Yeah. Um, I think I'm satisfied. <laughs> All right. Playtime's over. Okay. What would you like to move on to? Well, let's talk about the catchphrase. Yeah. Because I think everybody knows these. They're waiting for this. I think um, everybody knows the main two, but there's those little, like, yeah, there are. other extra ones. So, um, Sardo's main one is... Well, let's, let's hear it. Yeah. They call me Sardo. No, mister. Accent on the dough. 
<laughs> so that, there you have it. Uh, and you the can tell he loves saying it. Yeah. He, he just oh yeah. This Richard Dumont is just licking his chops to say this line. <laughs> even toward the later episodes, I saw some clips from the later ones at yeah. least, and uh, even in those, he still does it like a hundred percent. Like he's a hundred percent committed to yeah. it. Yeah, you know, he's not sick of it. Um, and his second one, it comes whenever he. It's like negotiating how much to sell whatever he's selling to the kids for. Yeah. And it, oh, well, let's hear it. It's all right, 20, but I'm losing on the deal. Uh, I think these are pretty great, uh, very memorable. Sardo, especially, is like. I'm not even sure that. I think if you polled random people. Mm hmm. I think more would know, would be able to come up with the Sardo one than the bank. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, here's why I disagree with that. Um, before I even get into mine, I disagree with that because there's a there's two parts to Sardo, and and they're separate. They're not yeah. necessarily about the name Sardo because he has the Mister part no accent it's a little more complicated where vink is very simple you hear vink and you just know va 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 <laughs> i mean you know it with a va 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 it's it's much simpler to say i think looking at these clips especially looking at the comments mm -hmm. i i still feel like more people would recognize the sardo okay and he and he says it so many more times i think throughout the series then you get the vink so yeah, but that's my uh, take. for sure. For sure, he says it more often. I don't know if that makes it better. I, I actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, Might more make memorable. It worse. More memorable. Um, but I think that the strength, that his real strength, is actually in the second part of the catchphrase. Um, at least that's what I found like funny and just interesting. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the I'm losing on the deal. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, cracked me up. Yeah, I mean. It's not bad. Just this idea of him like getting over on these kids, and that—that's his—that's his, his go-to. Like, I assume when he says that, he's not losing on the deal. Like, he's just come oh. down to a regular price instead of his yeah. outrageous. Absolutely. First... Let's get this out of the way. Sardo <laughs> is a conman of children, uh, a true slime ball if there ever was one. Um, so, Vink's catchphrase very popular. Let's hear it here. Vink's the name. Dr. Vink. Dr. Fink? Vink. With a ver, ver, ver. Um, I think it's, it's got like a nice pattern, a nice sound to it. It's fun to say. Um, it's so good that in Dangerous Soup, even Nev Campbell is saying his catchphrase. <laughs> wow. That's, that's star power. <laughs> um, and I think, so I think the, Catchphrases serve the same purpose, yeah. which is to introduce the character and like add a little quirk to them. Um, it's funny that they're almost the same exact formula for the catchphrase. Almost, yeah. Like something with the name, how to if, pronounce the if name. If only Vink said no doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I would point out, which I read in Slimed uh, by uh, Matthew Clickstein, uh, which means it's time for a... Clickstein fact. Uh, it appears, it, 
it appears that Richard Dumont doesn't like people saying it to him all that much. Let me read quotes from both Aaron Tagger hmm. and Richard Dumont. Richard Dumont says, Of course, I get the catchphrase from anyone who might recognize me. It was annoying for a little bit. Mm. Well, 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 he does really terrible. So people, yeah, guys, if you see Dumont out there, you better not say it to him. While Tagger says, I still get phone calls every once in a while, fans of Dr. Vink, and they all give me the line with a va, 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 but it doesn't happen that often, and I'm fine with it. You know, uh, in the other interview that I listened to with um, Richard Dumont, though, mm-hmm. he seemed to like really revel in it and enjoy it whenever somebody came up with it in your yeah. life yeah i mean two varying accounts i guess yeah 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 i guess it depends on he the sounded day. he sounded genuinely like enthusiastic about having played the part and yeah being a part of it so should we talk about the secondary catchphrases then um, um so, well i guess you talked yeah, about yeah. i'm losing on the yeah. deal so for for vink um for vink it's i'm not a nutbag and i am not a nutbag the, the joke always being in, you know, some humor here, uh, that the characters are calling him a nutbag, and then usually it's, like, a little bit later uh, yeah. when you're not expecting him to yeah. say it, and he usually does, like, <laughs> one of those pans towards the camera. Uh, so I think it's a... I don't know how you call this one. Uh, so people voted. I gave one day. One day. The result? 50-50. Wow. So, I mean, I think that's how close this thing is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're really both great, strong characters. Yeah, I think. Uh, and it probably comes down to like which character you just is more your style. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that Vink is a little bit like way more uh, repeatable for people, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's been driving me crazy for probably about a decade, once I watched them again at some point is that the first episode of the series that has Vink in it, which is the first Yeah, Phantom Cab, yeah. yeah. He says va four times. Oh, yeah, oh, he does. It drives, it's been, <laughs> it's in, drives me so crazy, I he don't was, know. He was just taking it out for a test drive. It was like that first time in the car. It was too much. They dialed it back. And he learned. He's like, i got to pull it back. Yeah, just a little bit. I, I did make sort of note of the fact that uh, in that one episode, uh, Nev Campbell... Yeah, Danger Soup. Yeah. yeah. Does say it. I know wow. that it was transcending him, his yeah. own character. Yeah, it seemed like by Danger Soup, oh, they were well aware of, like, I'm glad, this thing is wildfire. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> because uh, maybe more impressive than that, at one point we get, um, I believe it's Betty Ann mm-hmm. saying uh, <laughs> Sardo. At Sardo, accent on the dough. So she actually, like, but she's she just says a midnight it. society member. Yeah, but she's not the one that does the stories for him. Yeah. So she says it. Another flaw, I'm happy you brought that up, because another flaw with Sardo is that each of these characters are supposed to have their own storyteller, right? Yeah. So Sardo's supposed oh, oh. to be... I mean, I don't think this is a flaw, but mm. come on, go on. Go on. Uh, I think I think it's nice that like the character would be attached to a Midnight Society member, but Sardo just gets around. He's got Gary, he's got Tucker, and he's got David. Okay, David was like a weird... <laughs> don't make excuses <laughs> David, for David. <laughs> well, he only did had him in it once. Yeah. It was a weird one-off yeah. time. Yeah. But Tucker was given the character okay. by Gary. Yeah. I mean, it's moving through their family, and the whole point of the character... Like, the... 
where the character came from yeah. is Gary's dad, dad. having yeah. a magic shop. Yeah. So it all makes sense. Yeah. It actually, I mean, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff with Sardo, like, <laughs> getting out of the regular stories. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think, I think my closing argument, I catchphrase, I just disagree. I do think if you ask people, I think more people would know Vink. I do. I think it's easier to say. Which is important if for a catchphrase. I, I'm, okay, fine. fine. <laughs> I don't think so, but fine. I did um, also happen to watch a uh, a video where somebody was interviewing Tagger, and uh, he was saying that somebody, had, some fan, had called him and requested that for his brother's birthday he <laughs> call him and do the laugh. And did he? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a guy. I know. I mean, his, his laugh is almost just as memorable as... Uh... I mean, that yeah. wheezing, like, just... And it's a very good laugh. Yeah. I yeah. will say that Sardo's uh, catchphrase made me laugh probably the most. Yeah. I mean, both of them, just from timing and him just trying to swindle kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All okay. Right. Very right. good. Very good. Hey, <laughs> um, time's over. All right. Well, let's talk about the performances. Okay. And I think these were both very strong... But um, I think one of the things that's really impressive about uh, Richard Dumont's performance is that the character is a really like exaggerated and flamboyant with like his actions and his yeah. speech, but he has it like reined in, so it never gets too over the top. I mean, I kind of hit on this before, but it just never like goes into that way too wacky territory mm. you know it always stays like real you kind of believe that he's a real character i need to concentrate um also um he's another example a good example of the nickelodeon like bumbling adult and smart kids mm -hmm. dynamic i don't know if the kids are always that smart they're smarter than him they're always a little, like, savvier than him. They, yeah. He always ends up giving them the deal, yeah. you know, because they, they hold out on the super expensive price. And They did find the key in that one episode with the mini doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was too stupid <laughs> yeah, to find yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty clear the kids are a little more with it than Sardot. Okay. Um, so, but anyway, I think his performance overall was totally convincing. I never, like watching him thought the thought of him as an actor i always thought of him as the character that he yeah. played and just to make it clear i mean i'm not we're having the debate yeah i'm yeah. not anti-sardo i mean yeah. like no I, I i don't like watch a sardo episode and go ah darn it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see him <laughs> but i think on performance there's i mean we're talking like light years difference oh my gosh <laughs> let me let me just add okay. before you go on that okay. um Richard Dumont also was in Second City for a while. Which I think shows. He's got that kind of hammy... But the, <laughs> it's done very well, I contend. All you right. Can, I mean, let's hear Okay, let's hear I just feel like, I feel like when it comes to performance, Vink has a gravitas that is... Um, <laughs> that, like, there's, like, weight to his performances. Like, I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would say that... Um, Sardo's performances kind of blend together. Like when I think of Sardo, I don't naturally, and this is kind of with episodes too, but I don't naturally jump to an episode because they all kind of just seem like Sardo episodes. Uh, where when I think of Vink, his performances are, are really strong, and I usually like 
there's no mixing up his performances. Like every episode's uniquely strong and mm. and, and interesting, and they don't blend. I, I agree that they're great, but I'd say they blend. All right. <laughs> okay, but uh, but also I would you you've really, I mean Alex might give you humor. That's that's fine, and I I would say it is maybe his strong point, but um I think when it comes to performance, you can trust that Vink is going to give you actual scary, uh, which we haven't talked about scariness yet, but he can really jump from scary to kind of charming to kind of humorous um, very quickly. And I think that takes an actor of great talent. Um, you know, I'm not, am I saying he's Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's Daniel Day-Lewis for kids. <laughs> Um, like I said, I think his performances fit the Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, universe a little bit more. Perfect! Absolutely perfect! Um, and, uh, yeah, I noted Phantom Cab as kind of a performance where he, like, depending on the minute, he goes from, like, mad scientist to, like, having fun with the kids and doing riddles. And it just seemed like... Mm. I thought Sardot was more static in his performance. Nah, he's not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad, but it's just like you knew what you were. It was kind. It was just kind of on like one speed, where Vink felt like you could be really jolted by his Mm. performance. He could really scare you. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you the scares. Um, (laughs) And the performance. The performance was good. Okay. Uh, I mean, I really like Vink. I think Vink's great, Mm -hmm. and I think his performance is great. but I just think that it takes a special talent mm. to not overdo the Sardo type of role. But I'm not sure I even agree that he doesn't sometimes overdo it. Hmm. I think sometimes he's really over the top. Bring the children! Uh, I think uh, I'm not. I don't think he ever goes into the red of like too over the top. I mean, it can get like slapsticky, especially one because what tends to happen is they go to a shop. He sells them something. That something gets out of control. Mm-hmm. He is forced to then go to their homes, which I would argue is weird. Uh, I, I I don't know about... He may go to a home. I'm not sure he's going to every kid's home. A lot of the times the kids just come back and talk to him in the shop. For, and then... for sure he goes home in Super Specs. For sure he goes home in Carfstone. Yeah, that's um, the ones that I was thinking. But, but, but and then once, a, once he gets into the home... It gets real slapsticky. He's diving under tables. He's but, hiding. But I think that that's a great. Um, it creates a great contrast with the scariness of the episodes. Hmm. I would argue that he's relying too much on perhaps that improv background of like. I mean, he seems he seems more like a theater act. Well, I don't know. It They're seems, both very it theatrical. Seems they are both very theatrical, but Vink can do it with his face. He can do it with his voice. He doesn't need to be jumping all around. Uh, his presence is felt. I, like, when Vink enters a scene... I don't want to... Listen. It's... <laughs> it, I don't know. There's just such... It, it, feels, alt- it altered your life? Like It alters the episodes. It alters... Well, yeah. So does Sardo's performance, though. Yeah, but more of a, more of a like more of a shrug, more of a shrug, like oh, oh this is a Sardo episode. Get, no right. way. <laughs> Vink shows up in the movie theater, and you're like, "Who? What's Vink doing in the movie theater?" <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> All right, what do, you, what do you think? I really think that Vink is um, 
more... I don't know. I like to think that his character is playing characters in the mm. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's... When Even he's when a, he is Vink. Yeah, yeah. When he's a chef, yeah. he's just doing that for the whole soup ruse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How does he get into these jobs? Yeah. <laughs> he's being pretty convincing about it. Yeah. A cook feeds the stomach. A chef nourishes the soul. Yeah. I think, um, I think they're both fine actors. Um... I, I was going to just read a little quote from Aaron Tagger here, okay. if that's okay. So here's another Clickstein fact, not to over-Clickstein fact, you guys. Um, so he, Tagger talks a little bit about what he believed the secret of his performances were. He says, That's the secret of playing, playing comedy and playing scary. You believe that what you're saying is important to you. You don't have to put on a Bella Lugosi voice. You don't have to do a Boris Karloff. In fact, all the best scary actors never do anything but play it straight. With the right music, and if the director leaves you alone, everything is fine. And I think... Whew, I mean, that's a, that's heavy from Tagger. That is very and, and, and I think... I think he was probably taking a little jab at Dumas. I don't think so. <laughs> because here you have this professionally trained actor playing it straight uh, and still scaring kids down to their bones. And then you got Sardo who has to just, you know, schlep it well, up. Well, wait a minute. We haven't even gotten to scariness. But and, but, but performance. This fact yeah, yeah. that he, fluctu- he fluctuates so easily without doing much. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, real quick, um, Dumas also said in the book, just to kind of like talk about his improv- improvisational skills, uh, he did say that the director, Ron Oliver, on the tale of the super specs, um, that uh, when he jumped into the table and, and I said, take the children, that was just an ab lib. But Ron and DJ were both like, yes, you've got to put that in. So uh, he was he was even like trying to add some stuff. Yeah, so. that was good. And that was maybe the one of the defining like, lines of the episode, at least. Yeah. It was a great moment. I mean, mm. even though... Defining it's, his character. Even though it is early on to, like, know his character very much, it's kind of... I kind of like the fact that he does that because it almost makes him seem like he's, like, uncomfortable being outside of the magic shop. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. like, where he, he probably lives in the back. Like, the magic mansion, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, Sardo doesn't look particularly comfortable. Neither of them seem particularly comfortable in society. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever their little outsiders. niche place is, is where they want to stay. Yeah. Um, okay. Very good. Playtime's over? Well, let's move on to scariness. Okay. And I think you probably think you've got this one in the bag. Like, uh... I think no such is. thing. <laughs> I think no such thing. That's why we, that's why we do this. Okay. Uh, I think what makes Sardo truly scary maybe scarier than Vink, in a sense, is that his complete ineptitude and unpredictability is about as scary of a thing if you were in a situ- that situation with him as there could possibly be. Like, he might at any moment do anything. You never know what dumb thing he's going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's giving away these ki- these weird dangerous items to these kids that are totally unpredictable um which often turn into a bad <laughs> a hard struggle for the kids you know well i don't mean to scare you um 
and uh, his willingness to sacrifice the children to save himself. All of these things, I think, make him, like, if you put yourself in the kid's shoes, make him, like, truly the scary character to be with. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, the argument would be he's so clumsy <laughs> that he's scary. Uh, well, I mean, he's just, not clumsy even, just his, like, complete, like, aloofness, I guess, makes yeah. him just, like, a dangerous guy yeah i mean yeah he's like he's unintentionally creating chaos yeah yeah, yeah. but I at think, least vink's controlled but i think if we're talking about are you afraid of the dark here and let me be clear we are uh <laughs> i think then we need to really talk scary and i think i understand where you're coming from i think i think there's like there's logic to what you're saying although I don't know. I'd be like saying like Mr. Bean is scary because like well, everything he touches goes wrong. <laughs> let me just say this. Like what's what's scarier? The enemy you know or the like chaotic type? The one that's trying to get me to drink soup that will kill me. <laughs> it's not gonna kill you. Well it, it will like drive me insane. Scare you a lot. <laughs> yeah, it could drive me insane. Or the one that like if I don't get the riddle right is gonna drive me. But as we know, uh um Sardo ends up getting at least a couple kids just lost in some other dimension, I guess. Um, yeah. that might be the only one where he really like where it ends up really bad for the kids, but yeah. still. Yeah. Well, all right. So here's what I have to say about Vink and, and scariness. Um, I, I think it's pretty unnerving that Vink is just straight up pretty okay with murder um, <laughs> of children. Um, while while Sardo is usually like out of selfishness, of selfishness of pushing the kids like out of the way or into the way of danger, Vink is the villain that is like coming for you. He uh, is the it, danger. He is the danger. And, and I was always just... Sh- straight up i was just always more scared of vink i mean if i saw vink in an episode like i knew it was going to be a creepy episode i'll say as a kid i thought vink was like definitely more scary but watching them now it just like gives me anxiety watching sardo and i'm just like if i was (laughs) doing this with this guy i'd be just like freaked out the entire time okay (laughs) i mean i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't want to hang out with sardo for sure um but if i got stuck if i if you told me, like, hey, you could get stuck in a room with one of these two, I'd rather be stuck in a room with Sardo. <laughs> um, I, I also think uh, what's some, something creepy about Dr. Vink is um, that he often, like, has these rules that kind of come up as the episode goes on. Like, he's introduced somewhat harmlessly, and then in every episode, whether it's Phantom Cab with the riddles, um, the Midnight Madness with, like... Um, the success of the screenings, uh, Dangerous Soup, he always, like, ends up, like, he's scary at first, and then it almost gets scarier for the people, because, like, he, like, has these rules then, like, where you're actually at risk, uh, and to me that seems kind of, uh, kind of scary. Um, of course, no one, they don't necessarily know these rules, the kids. Even scarier, the fact that, like, this, this madman <laughs> is, like, pulling the strings and you don't know exactly what he's doing. It, it, it's definitely good for the audience. I think the kid characters, it doesn't necessarily make it scarier for them. Who? The kids. The the kid characters in the episodes. 
Like, if they don't know what the... The only one I would say where, like, maybe the kids aren't totally frightened by him is Midnight Madness, but that's because Nosferatu's in that episode, which is hard to compete with. Um, but in Phantom Cab, like, they want to book it, Dangerous Soup, people are really freaked out. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Cutter's Treasure, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just, like, in Sardo's episodes, he's, he's just not scary. He's He lacks scariness. He's a con artist. He's clumsy. He's aloof, often. Well, I contend that he's just scary in a different way. You know, It's not a direct scariness. It's a indirect scary. Yeah. I mean, he he is... In, in Carved Stone, that, whatever the bad guy is, like the guy in the dark yeah. suit, he straight up bullies Sardo. Like, he, yeah. he, like, pushes him against the wall, and Sardo wets his pants and, like, gives him all the information you need. And, like, as a kid, I might be kind of, like... That's why he's scary as, like, the kids in the episode, is because he can just be taken out so easily. He's supposed to be their ally, but it's just, like, he's... But I think in the episode, the kids are, like, not scared of his stupidity. Like, they're annoyed with him. And yeah, that's but a big it becomes difference. scary when his stupidity starts threatening their lives. It becomes scary when the thing that's chasing them from the magic... Yeah. The, the thing that's chasing them is scary. Usually whatever, like, the thing, like, whether it's the stone or the specs... Yes, but it's because of Sardo that this is happening. But they're not scared of Sardo. Well, they're scared of... This is the indirectness of his scariness <laughs> that I'm talking about. But we're talking about Sardo and Vink. Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, his scariness is an indirect, like... Um, it comes from that outside place. You know what I mean? Like, his scary yeah. is that he's unpredictable. He's bringing the scary, basically. <laughs> he brings the scary. <laughs> thinking about this. I mean, but so, <laughs> so does Vink. It knows what scares you. No, he is the scary. And he brings it. <laughs> so he's scary, like Phantom Cab. He's scary. And then he brings the cab, which is even scary because that's death. In well, in Midnight Madness, he's scary. He then he really brings Nosferatu. To do with the cab, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the guy works for him. That the guy was the first kid who couldn't solve the riddle. Yeah. So he killed that kid, and now that guy is driving other kids to their deaths, which is horrifying. <laughs> okay, okay. Granted, he did somehow age while being a ghost. Yeah, yeah. In, in this universe, ghosts age just just fine. Um, All right. Midnight Madness, he's scary. He brings Nosferatu. Uh, it, dangerous Soup, he's scary. And, I mean, that the definition of what he's doing is bringing people their worst fears. Okay. I think that we've reached an impasse here. <laughs> uh, what I, you? Um, I mean, I, I like that you bring up that, you know, one of them is, I mean, Vink is obviously the villain here, like direct villain and, and the scary one coming for you. And I don't know, Sardo almost makes me think of more like, you know, you're, if you're driving on the freeway and a bee gets in the car and, he, and you're just like, you're like, just like, get out of here. You're just going to make it worse. Yeah. Like he's distracting you while you're in a dangerous situation. Yeah. That's so, a good way of putting it. I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. Both have their merits. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. I just, yeah, I think the category, I think, listen, I appreciate the gamesmanship. I think you're stretching the category. <laughs> 
time's over. Uh, that leaves us with All right. the now the episodes strength of the episodes, yeah. yeah, and how good they are. Um, so let me just go down Sardo's episodes. Yep. So there's super specs, in which I'll just give you e- the item that Sardo gives okay. in each episode as well. So in that episode, it's the X-ray glasses, and each of these items eventually, obviously, goes wrong. Yeah. Um, the Tale of the Dark Dragon, in which there's a potion that makes the kid, like, uh, attractive, I guess, and then has a back, backfire. Hmm. Uh, the Carved Stone is the amulet that, uh, like, opens the mirror to yeah, let you go into the past. Um, Cutter's Treasure, which had the treasure chest, which contained a key, a dagger, and a spyglass. Um, there's the door unlocked, which had a miniature door as its item. Um, and then the Tucker era of episodes contained Oblivion, which had a stranger eraser. Mm. I don't even know what that is. Um, and Time Trap, which had a Persian victory box, which actually had a genie in it, oh. which... You know, place with the oh boy. <laughs> kind of hurts my genie theory, but um, I think. Are we that, counting the Tucker years? I haven't even seen those episodes. Well, I I haven't watched him either. Okay. Actually, I think I saw the Jay Baruchel one. Oh yeah, um, he's in a couple of the Tucker years. Oh okay. Yeah, um, but I I didn't really count uh, consider these in when okay. I was going over this. Okay. Um, but I think that overall these are like really good episodes. Um, the super specs, carved stone, are probably like A. I would give it. Um, um, those were like the A episodes. The B episodes are I would consider Cutter's Treasure and Dora Locked, which mm. were both I still think really good. Maybe not just quite the top of the line. Are you for the dark? And then Dark Dragon C. You know it's it's okay, but yeah. um, but that's eight episodes total for Sardo. Mm. Um, quite a few. So I, I don't know. I think I think he has a good track record. Okay. Um, his episodes aren't bad. I would I would call I wouldn't call any super specs. I think is the closest he comes to having like a very memorable yeah. episode. The, but even still, like I would say that or definitely the rest are middle of the road. Carved stone. Yeah, that's I, pretty. Good. I just rewatched it. It's no, oh. it's not very good. I'll give you a break. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's what I'd say. Vink is in the... His episodes are Phantom Cab, Midnight Madness, um, Dangerous Soup, Cutter's Treasure, and then, of course, he, it doesn't count, but he's in Laughing in the Dark. Um, yeah, so I'd say first he's in the show from the start, so he's almost like an he's an origin character. He is uh, so important that he kicks everything off. Um, I would, I would, I would also say that I, th- I think there's not one episode that Sardo's in that is, I think, I think Vink's worst episode is better than Sardo's best. Oh, no way. Which would be Cutter's Treasure, which has, <laughs> which has Sardo. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Easily the worst Vink episode, uh, the Phantom Cab. I mean, there's no question about no it. No way. It's just. It's a classic. I mean, like, it's deemed a classic. Uh, I think the kids in it are pretty intolerable. The I mean, they're funny. And they're the, super Canadian. <laughs> and the story, I feel like, is just not quite as developed as the stories. After. But it's really memorable. 
Like, if you said Phantom oh, Cab, man. everybody would know what episode you're talking so. about. More, I think Dangerous more, Soup would be his his number one like me, uh, most recognizable episode. You think Phantom Cab is less recognizable than Dark Dragon? No, that's not what I'm saying. Carve Stone? No, but you said it. What you thought it was bet his. You, so you're saying his worst episode is Phantom Cab? Yeah, and I'd say that's worse than all except for Dark Dragon. <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe no way. Maybe Dorma. Oh my gosh. Well, we have a major difference of opinion here. I've got many, many more that are far better than this one. <laughs> uh, Phantom Cab, to me, is it's not the best crafted episode, which is to be expected from a pilot, um, but it's still very memorable. The ending is very memorable. Vink is very memorable. Um, the kids walking through the woods for the first, whatever, eight minutes is... Yeah, not gr- not great. <laughs> it's not great, but like when Vink kicks, I would I would say the same thing for Sardo. Like when Sardo's not in those episodes, that they're boring, un, un unenjoyable. Oh, I don't think that's I, true. I'm, well, I'm defending. I'm saying Sardo yeah, and Vink are both like what make the episodes pretty great, except Midnight Madness, which I think is a masterpiece. Midnight Madness um, is really benefits from Nosferatu as well. Um, I think it's one of the scariest episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, I don't think any of your episodes are particularly scary. Um, and I, I, I still, I would still contest that Cutter's Treasure is the worst thing Vink is in, hmm. and Sardo is also in it. Yeah, I, know, I hear you. Um, but it's not Sardo's worst. No, I know. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I'll say, first of all, I think Super Specs is a scary episode uh, of his, the scariest. Um, and then Carve Stone, I think, is also also the bad guy in Carve Stone. I think is scary. How long has it been since you watched Carve Stone? A little while. Okay, I'd go back. <laughs> I still think it was good, and that was like a big name actor. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Um. But, so, I mean, basically, like, I think that the Dangerous Soup and um, uh, Midnight Madness mm-hmm. are strong, the strongest of either, of any of these episodes, mm-hmm. but Sardo's got so many. Unmemorable episodes. No, pretty good ones, except for Dark Dragon. I would even accept pretty good. I would, because I think that's what they are. They're pretty good. Yeah. Not super memorable, where I think but even, he's if you, got, even if you don't like Phantom yeah. Cab, it's memorable. But he's got like a bunch of pretty good episodes, plus, and then Vink has a couple really good episodes, in my mind. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say about um, Sardo, that I think sometimes his presence, while he's uh, the best part of the episodes I think he's in, I think sometimes like the fact that they write him in also hurts the episode because a lot of the episodes I noticed that he's in, the endings feel anticlimactic because, you know, he's either like over some crystal ball trying to do some spell. It always feels like a quick cop out at the end of his episodes. Hmm. Like something just kind of magically happens. Cutter's treasure. Again, I know Vink's in it, but it's like the stupidest ending I've ever seen where this (laughs) knife all suddenly turns into like a laser that they can shoot at the pirate. Um, all of Sardo's episodes kind of end with some, like, I know his thing's magic, but it feels like a quick cop-out ending. Oh, except for except for Super Specs. I'll give you Cutter's Treasures. Super Specs, great. 
has a great ending. Dark Dragon doesn't have like a weird ending. It's just a mm. kind of predictable mm-hmm. one. Cause, yeah. Um, but Carved Stone, I think, has a very good ending. Like a very uh, almost emotional mm. for as far as Are You Afraid of Dark Dark goes. Um, so that's very good. And Door Unlocked has totally like it. The ending totally is fine. I think the only questionable element about it is the item itself this miniature door it's a (laughs) let me put this to the test and this could backfire on me alex could you do you remember the episode door unlocked i mean i'm could be just not knowing the titles of them if we're talking about the one that has those two mini doors in it where sardo has yeah yeah and he gives the the kid the other one yeah, he knows okay. what we're talking about. Right. He knows right. it. But 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 as a lover of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I wouldn't know it by I wouldn't know by the name. If you told me the name of a Vink episode immediately, I'd know. I think I mean if we were polling people true. again, I don't think that many people would know what Phantom Cab was from the name. What? I agree on the other two, if but you like Phantom Are You Afraid Cab, If you like Are You Afraid of the Dark, you know. I think that sounds very generic. Like, if you haven't watched it since you were a kid, that would just be, like, a generic... To me, the only thing possible to mix it up with would be Prom Queen, because that's the only other one I can think of with a No, car. I just mean, like, I don't think they'd be able to come up with what exactly... Like, any details of it, really. Yeah. I think maybe. that I always maybe. would, just because of the cab driver... The cab spinning, driver is the most memorable part about that episode. That's part of the whole thing. <laughs> I guess it, it's hard to die. One thing I also noted in Phantom Cab is the kids, uh, the kids say they're going to call the cops on Vink once they get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Of course they do, because he uh, seems they, like a drifter. It'd be hard to catch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that they explain it at the very end of the episode. Oh, that yeah. when somebody went back, it was just like a foundation. It was, it was just gone. Oh, yeah. that does sound oh. familiar. Like yeah, I think you're the, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah. Midnight Society yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. It was like the ending, last which, line. Which, I mean, Vink's hard to pin down. You know where to find Sardo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. <laughs> um, did you have, did you have well, anything else? I think that that about covers okay. my Sardo. Um, someone, so I didn't read this at the beginning, but someone did email us on Vink hmm. for Sardo, and they kind of I, I saved it because they kind of broke down like what episodes they like and what have you. So, uh, so Justin emailed us and um, he said, "Great choice of topic." Uh, we agree. Um, so he says, "For starters, I'm going to break down the episodes as they appear and give a Krebstar based mm. on how much I enjoy the episodes." So he says, "Doctor Vink, uh, Phantom Cab 4.5. He did Laughing in the Dark, but I'm not going to count it. Um, Midnight Madness 4.8, Dangerous Soup 3.5, uh, and then both." Parts of Cutter's Treasure 3.8. He said the average score for Vink would be a 4.23. Sardo, Super Specs, 4.7. Pretty good. Uh, Dark Dragon, 3.7. Carved Stone, 3.9. Cutter's Treasure, same thing, 3.8. Door Unlocked, 4. Oblivion, uh, well, we're not doing those last three, so it might affect his overall rating, but um, either way, uh, he would say Dr. Vink, in his opinion, 4.2 Krebs stars, the episodes altogether, and Sardo's episodes altogether, 3.7. Uh, what uh, were the ratings, though, on the last two? For... 3.2 and 3.7. So, I mean, that kind of brought down the average a little bit. A little bit. Um, um, but also, Sardo has more episodes to count, so it kind of makes yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, and he talks a little bit about it. He says, so he says, winner would be Dr. Vink. Both characters have solid catchphrases, and I feel that both add charisma and charm to the episodes they appear in. I gave Dr. Vink credit for being in Laughing in the Dark, which is one of my favorite episodes. I think that it's questionable to count him as Dr. Vink, though. Um, I think, though, if I had to choose a personal favorite, I would give the edge to Sardot. I think he adds more depth to the episodes he's in, and I find him comical. I also enjoy that things usually get twisted in his stories, and he ends up in the mix. His sales... Uh, his sales pitching ability and backpedaling abilities are top-notch. I think Dr. Vink is a very solid character and adds to the episodes a very traditional role to accompany a horror story. I feel his strongest episodes are Phantom Cab and Midnight Madness. Um, well, so thank you, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised Dangerous Soup wasn't... I, I, really I know you like... really like Dangerous Soup. I'm not sure... And I, I, I do too. Actually, the more I, when I was little, I remember being annoyed by it, and then yeah. watching it recently because they showed it a yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I watched it recently. I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good episode. So I wonder if some people went back and watched it now. They might like it a little more. There um, was something really <laughs> about. Maybe we'll come back to this episode again. But um, something about them eating the soup and just imagining whatever this crazy flavor must have been for them to love it that much yeah like that was oh, such people, a great idea to me i mean the fear tastes that good yeah yeah <laughs> and it was just green so it was just unusual looking <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, as a kid imagine. you're like yeah. that there's just no way that tastes good <laughs> right a hundred dollars a bowl for this yeah. like it almost makes you have to have it because you need to know <laughs> yeah. what it tastes like yeah it's so weird looking yeah um did you have anything um I mean, I tend to agree that, like, after Cutter's Treasure, uh, Sardo episodes, like, don't really count. Maybe the, I mean, was the door one after that? I think the door one was part of the fourth season or something. Like, I think it was before Cutter's Treasure. It might have been after, but it was part of the first... Because I thought uh, they were going, like, one and one per season. Yeah. Until I, Cutter's oh. tra- Treasure. I'm, and I'm pretty sure it's after Cutter's. What so season someone was Someone can Cutter's, correct us. What but, season was Cutter's Treasure? Uh, four. It, yeah. Oh, I would... Okay. All right, all right. I'm uh, not totally sure. Because I remember that one, but those last two, I don't even know that I've ever seen those. Yeah. I think maybe the f- yeah. first one with... Uh, what's his name in it that I can't remember? Oh, Jay Baruchel? Yeah, that, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. um, I remember seeing him in some episodes. I don't yeah. Know if that was the one Those were I definitely saw. later, okay. yeah. Um, but... I, I don't know. Those Vink ones just really stand out to me for some reason. Like, every single one... Like, when I read the list, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely know every single one of these, like, without question, just by the name. Yeah. And I don't think it should totally count against Sardot that he is in so many... Because especially those later ones are just, like, totally... Yeah, yeah. The odds... <laughs> and yeah. even he, in that interview, uh, Richard Dumont said, like, it didn't have the same kind of feel as the earlier ones. Yeah, yeah. Tagger was just too good for it, it sounds like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he probably, like, dropped... Actually, you know what? He probably did Cutter's Treasure and was like, no, like, this is below... This is below <laughs> what I can do. I did notice in Cutter's Treasure that Sardo at the very end, is begging Vink to work together again. But not the other way around. Uh, because... So Sardo's really trying to... Latch onto Vink. Well, I mean, I think that would be good. I think I would have liked another one with them together. As a kid, I would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, I think even Sardo knows Vink is the man. I'm not sure that's a <laughs> knock against him. <laughs> I mean, he, Vink is just the more lone wolf character. I mean, you know. Yeah, it, it's 
it's even hard to believe, even for, in Cutter's Treasure, that Vink entertained Sardo for even a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like, I think, in uh, Cutter's Treasure, like one of my favorite things that Vink did was the scumbag comment was like they, i think they said it like when they were at home yeah or something yeah and then he just like brings it up like, <laughs> like how did you even <laughs> yeah he has yeah there's a little bit of a supernatural to vink um yeah I, I guess we haven't even talked about that but like in phantom cab there's a little bit of a su- supernatural element I mean, he's got a house full of body parts uh which is scary um but like nosferatu being able to like bring a movie that comes to life and and of course, Sardo, um, all of the things are supernatural. Yeah. All the items. Accidentally, but yes. Well, we think, we, you know, it's unclear exactly what's going on. He doesn't, yeah. he supposedly doesn't know that these things are real and do things. Mm. Um, but, but if he's a genie and he's just like, <laughs> oh all of the gosh. items do something, <laughs> I he just can't. doesn't know it. No. <laughs> I, I have to admit that, uh, the fact that, I mean, it really follows that narrative, sort of, in the sense that it's, like, the the classic, like, like you wish for something, you want to, like, look better or whatever, so somebody gives you a potion, yeah. and then it goes terribly wrong, like, yeah. every other <laughs> wish. Um, although, I think Dumont, in the, one of the interviews, pretty much said he envisioned Sardo as definitely, like, kind of a washed-up magician who's, like, he just sells Yeah, he talked a little bit about it, like, yeah. but he, yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving it out there. Alright, so do you feel good on episode review? Yeah, yeah. Tay time's over. Alright. I think they're I've made my points. Uh a um a great debate. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. But it's time for Alex to kinda of walk us through his decision and, and tell us who he thinks the victor is. <laughs> okay. Well I'm gonna say because I kinda tallied here like what you know, who won each category. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, humor, I, I went with Sardo. Just in general, I think he makes me laugh a little bit more. I do really like Vink's, like, dark humor, because that's yeah. just sort of plays more to what I like, I guess, in yeah. general. Um, and it does make me laugh still, even though he's trying to be creepy. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Um, so, I still have to give it to Sardo on that, though. Again, uh, or with uh, wardrobe, I gave it to Sardo as well, just because yeah, it's so over the top, and, and Vink's pretty like downplayed. He's more of like, his character is what you're watching rather than his getup. Yeah, and this is the first episode where we didn't have concessions, but if there, if I was wardrobe, I mean, yeah, it's like pops right into your head what Sardo's wearing. Yeah. And like you were saying before, I definitely think of Vink's face when I think of him (laughs) more than anything. Um, I definitely think that Vink is without a doubt scarier. And the episodes are more scary. I do sort of, for whatever reason, X-Ray Specs or... uh, Yeah, Super Specs. Yeah, Super Specs was... uh, I, that one kind of creeps me out. Anything where you're like looking through something and it's like there in the room with you, but you can't really like. <laughs> yeah, like an alternate reality yeah, like, right next to you. Yeah, like if you lost the glasses, you'd be like, oh, hey, they're everywhere. <laughs> that would have been a good episode. <laughs> um, but overall, I think on on all the episodes, I think he's scared. Vink is scarier. Um, performance wise, 
I do think it was definitely, uh, you know, Sardo is like, you know, it's a weird flamboyant kind of weird, like ridiculous character to play, which has got to be like still pretty difficult to do, yeah. like consistently and not be ridiculous. Um, but Vink is just really convincing with that. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I have to give it to Vink on that. Yeah. I mean, just every episode is just super intense yeah. and in your face and just creeping you out. I don't know. <laughs> um, the uh, catchphrase, I definitely go with Vink. Huh. Uh, yeah. Because he... That was, I was, that's the category I've been unsure of. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> well, well, I think, for one, it's like... I mean... I don't think I've ever stopped, like, occasionally when somebody says something, like, yeah. I ask them a question and the answer starts with a V word. <laughs> the ba, ba, ba. Yeah. Like, I generally am at least saying that in my head. Yeah. Like, it's just really <laughs> stuck. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I almost count his laugh alone as, like, a separate, yeah. like, almost catchphrase just because it's so weird. It's strong. Um... But I sort of get a little bit annoyed with Sardo's <laughs> catchphrases. Yeah. There. Like, I actually really like the the vomit one that's not like, always there. <laughs> yeah. But just... It is his... Just... It is, like, once... Because I don't, I don't think I actually recalled it as a kid. But, like, going back now, I was definitely catching it. And, uh... What? The vomit? The, the, vo the vomit pitch oh, yeah, of yeah. always, like, well, if that's not it, vomit. Yeah. And it's <laughs> definitely the... Like, at this stage of my life, the funnier yeah. line. Yeah, and I almost feel like when we were younger, that was, like, the whole fake vomit thing in general was more prevalent in, like, yeah. all shows and yeah. just life in general. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, if you don't like anything, there's, there's at least this, and it's always worth a laugh. Um, so, yeah, catchphrase definitely goes to bank. Um, <clears throat> episode strength... Like I was saying before, like I just by the names of them, I know all of them. When I read the names of the Sardo episodes, I had to go sort of one by one and like either really think about it or I, I mean, there was a couple I had to even go and like watch a snippet of just to remember what was going on. Yeah. I mean, they are good. I like all of the episodes from both of them, well, aside from the latter. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, those ones. I, just, yeah. I don't even really remember those all that much, but um, but overall episode strength, I think, has to still go with Bank. Yeah, I wonder if there's like someone listening to this who like loves the Tucker years, who are just like these <laughs> really uh, these scoundrels. <laughs> Maybe it was just somebody a little, you know, just a little younger. Yeah, yeah. just in the perfect time frame for yeah. that to like fit the that warm spot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I have to, what? Who's taking it? Oh, Vink. Okay. Vink is definitely taking it. I yeah. have to say, I walked into this uh, leaning towards Vink anyway, just because I like I like him in general. But I was keeping open just in case I could be swayed. Um, but you know, in the end, I think it just solidified it more that I like Vink more than Sardo. <laughs> I think you. I think you defended Sardo's honor. I think I, I think Richard Dumont would <laughs> be proud to be in your corner. Good show, lad. I'd really like to get an answer from him on his thoughts on the genie aspect. <laughs> I think he'd be I mean, I, being an imp 
improv actor, I think he would totally be like, oh yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> totally possible. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was even that he was a genie before, and one of these ridiculous things he's doing took the power away, and that's why he's so, like, skittish and weird, because he's like, I don't have my immortal abilities no, anymore. I really like that's that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and he could have even lost all of his memories about being a genie. Oh, yeah. Like as the switch like now happened. he has a human mind. No. Yeah. yeah. He's just in this shop with all the stuff from his life that he doesn't even recall. Yeah. 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 Boy. You could almost make a spin-off show going back over all the items. Yeah, if DJ McHale is listening, yeah. here's your script. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great. Um, that, I, feel that draw, like that, I, I feel good about that, and I feel okay having a... Lost it to Vink. I think Vink's a very great, strong character. I, I can't bemoan I, the outcome yeah. too much. I kind of walked into this one feeling like if you won, I was okay, and if Vink won, I'm okay because they really like. I was excited to do this one because I just love both characters. Yeah. I mean, they are legends in the Nickelodeon <laughs> universe, and so like just yeah, just to even to just talk about them is fun. Yeah. Um, that draws verses. To, now we're two and two. Yeah, wow. So next one will be a tiebreaker. Oh, boy. Uh, and we definitely have a versus a plan for Halloween for October. Um, as I mentioned, that's going to be a fun month. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm really looking forward to a lot of the yeah. things we have planned. Yeah. Uh, but so next week, what are we talking about? Uh, next week for our 20th episode. Wow. Big uh, milestone. Yeah. Um, we're going to do something a little different. Yeah. Um, we're going to kind of look at the year 1990. Yeah. And um, not only the stuff that came out of Nickelodeon during that year, but also um, just everything that was going on, kind of like uh, in movies and music right. and pop yeah. culture in general. Yeah. So if you're. We just don't want you guys to get mad. <laughs> so we'll be talking Nickelodeon, but we're also going to branch off and just kind of talk about the 90s a little bit um, and some of the stuff, video games, yeah. things we were really into. And there may even be, some, you know, like, I, I mean, Nickelodeon will be part of it. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think that we may even find some threads that are common, like, too many things going on at the same time. For sure. Right? And the goal is that at some point we'll work through the entire 90s, talk about each year. Uh, This way you guys aren't listening to verses or episode reviews every week. (laughs) Um, So I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, as in Big Orange Couch Podcast. It's definitely the medium in which we are most active and uh, get your feedback. But you can also catch us on Facebook. Uh, where we are less active orange couch podcast um, on instagram uh, where we post usually once a week Uh, and um, of course you can find us on podbean and itunes Um, it's always very helpful uh, if people leave reviews as i always say Uh, a shout out to our newest reviewers on itunes uh, vince nz1 deflava and Sarah Cole 21 uh, we really appreciate it I mean people always say this on podcasts but it like it's legit like leaving reviews yeah. on iTunes is a, like a way for more people to find us uh, so if you support the show that's super helpful um, Al thanks for coming and yeah. uh, we hope to have you on again sometime yeah absolutely I'd love it very good alright we'll see you next time Ich bin genialer als er war.